Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Friday, September 22nd. On this date in 1862, President Abraham Lincoln issued the Preliminary Emancipation Proclamation. It declared all slaves in rebel states should be free as of January 1st, 1863, if Confederate states didn't end fighting and rejoin the Union. On this date in 1982, Family Ties premiered on NBC. On this date in 1994, our social circle became bigger when 620-somethings came on the scene in the new show, Friends. And for your morning trivia, on this date in 1989, a famous songwriter behind classics like God Bless America and White Christmas died at age 101. Can you name him? I'll have that answer in just a couple of minutes. But first, it's time to check in on your Friday and that weekend forecast. And good Friday morning to you. We're keeping an eye on that system out over the ocean. That passes by today, heads north, may become tropical storm Ophelia. Regardless for us, name or not, it's going to bring some clouds and breezy day ahead. Now, not a whole lot of rain in the forecast. Best chance will be late today. Slight chance of a shower this evening overnight, mainly north of I-26. But cloudy and breezy. Overnight lows tonight, a little cool around 61. Tomorrow we start to see a little bit of sunshine by the afternoon, high around 80. 80 degrees, but more sunshine on Sunday. Overall, it looks like a nice weekend. We'll wrap it up around 85 on Sunday. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast, powered by the Low Country's news leader, Life 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. We're now hearing more from the pilot who was ejected from an F-35 jet. A military pilot whose jet went missing over the weekend is heard requesting an ambulance after he parachuted to safety. The F-35 crashed Sunday after a malfunction prompted the pilot to eject. The four-minute-long recording captures what happened in a North Charleston resident's backyard. We already have help on the way. Give me just a moment, sir. Where am I waiting from? Yeah, water would be good. All right. Okay, how far did he fall? I was at 2,000 feet. Wow, incredible there. The fighter jet, which the Marine Corps said was at an altitude of 1,000 feet, kept flying for 60 miles until near Indiantown. It took more than a day to find that crash site in Williamsburg County. We're getting a closer look at dash cam footage of a Dorchester County deputy practically avoiding death as he tried to stop a suspect on the run. Take a look at this. Sergeant Richie Hill was trying to use stop sticks to deflate the tires on the suspect's car. That's when the suspect drove off the road and directly at the deputy before hitting a power pole and flipping over the car. Flips almost perfectly over that deputy. Now, this all stems from when the deputies were trying to pull the man over for a traffic stop Tuesday afternoon on Cone Lane in the Knightsville area. Sergeant Hill walked away with only a few bruises, luckily. Now, the driver, identified as Robert Quentin Hill, was taken to the hospital for his injuries. Hill is facing a handful of charges, including attempted murder and malicious damage to property. His bond was denied. Disbarred attorney Alec Murdoch has pleaded guilty to conspiring to steal money from those who trusted him in federal court today, yesterday rather. After initially pleading not guilty months ago to the 22 federal counts, the disgraced former lawyer has now taken full responsibility, telling the court that he wants to do it for his surviving son Buster and in the hopes that the people he hurt can begin to heal. 
Murdoch also informed the judge he was proud to be sober for 744 days and counting, something his lawyers intend to highlight in favor of a lower sentence. As part of his plea deal, Murdoch will have to pay restitution to his victims, and there is an account that contains all of his seized assets. We're told this is intended to be for those he stole money from, but a large portion could be taken out for attorney's fees. Beaufort County deputies are searching for a man wanted in connection to a shooting. Deputies say 39-year-old Andre Green, he's there on your screen, is wanted for attempted murder. Green was identified as a suspect in the September 11th shooting at the Oyotunji African Village in Sheldon that left a man hurt. The sheriff's office tells us Green is armed. Anyone who sees him should call 911. Police in North Charleston are working to identify two people who they say broke into the ATM at the Wells Fargo on East Montague Avenue. That incident happened early Saturday morning. Live 5 is working to find out just how much money, if any, was taken. And if you do recognize these people or if you know what happened, you're asked to call the department's tip line. That number, 843-607-2076. Some changes are coming to the crabbing industry as both recreational and industrial crabbers are reporting low numbers of blue crabs in our state's waters. The South Carolina Department of Natural Resources is hosting three public meetings next week, all to discuss the dwindling numbers of blue crabs and ways they can manage the population and prevent overharvesting. Our Madeline Jess Koyak is live on James Island at one of DNR's fisheries with more on plans to combat those dwindling numbers. Good morning, Madeline. Good morning. Yeah, eliminating some of those harvesting spots and crab traps along South Carolina's coastline are just some of the recommendations from the DNR's General Assembly. Following crabber concerns earlier this year, South Carolina Department of Natural Resources agency biologists and staff began compiling a report outlining the state's blue crab population status, its commercial and recreational fisheries, and the results of public surveys on management options. Fall is the season when most crabs are harvested commercially, so with that time of year approaching, DNR officials want to step in with regulations to protect the blue crab population. Some of the proposed changes include limiting the number of crab licenses, setting a maximum number of crab traps permitted and increased funding for, quote, new essential blue crab focused biological population and fishery data collection and monitoring efforts. Ben Dyer with the SCDNR Fisheries is a presenter at next week's meetings and tells me that a big part of the decline in blue, po- blue crab population has to do with climate change and drier weather. There are many factors involved, um, but uh, what we have been seeing uh, since a drought starting in 2000 is when the decline numbers started to happen. And not only are we seeing those in South Carolina, but we're seeing them uh, region-wide across the South Atlantic. Um, and some of those driving factors that we have been noticing are uh, environmental factors. So um, warming trends, uh, drier trends that we're seeing in, uh, in some of the weather is potential drivers for some of those numbers. The first of three meetings will be held on Wednesday, September 27th at 6.30 p.m. at the Marine Resources Research Institute Auditorium here on James Island. And SCDNR says to keep an eye out on their social media and website for more updates on those meetings. And they will be recording them so you can watch them at a later date as well. Reporting live in James Island, Madeline Jaskowiak, Live 5 News.
Thanks, Madeline. Some good info there. Despite community concerns over traffic, environmental impacts, and too much growth, a 50-acre plot of land on Kiowa Island is yet another step closer to seeing a new development. It sure is. And our Skylar Hill tells us more about Charleston County Council's decision to move forward with the plan to rezone the property next to Freshfields Village and allow for more businesses to move in. The board approved to make the plot strictly commercial use at last night's meeting. It was previously zoned residential, with county officials calling this move a win. Development group Riverstone Properties oversees the untapped land located on Kiowa Island next to Freshfields Village. They requested that the zoning be changed from its previous low-density residential zoning to its now-current commercial plan development zoning. The village already has 30 shops, restaurants, spa services, and even a boutique hotel. But with the population rising throughout the county and the island, county officials say starting this development and a west could help. First of all, there has been tremendous growth out on the end of the islands, and so there is a need for additional uh, grocery store space, and so that was the primary uh, tenant that was going to change, add some space for the grocery store, um, but certainly other um, available space for commercial opportunity there. Traffic is a huge concern throughout Charleston, and Live 5 has heard concerns that the addition of this development will only make it worse. However, Honeycutt is confident that the problem has been addressed thoroughly. Well, first, we've done a traffic study, so we know that it can accommodate the traffic that they anticipate. And second, the applicant has spent a lot of time working with the community, uh, with various stakeholders, not just Kiowa and Seabrook, but other adjacent uh, landowners, and has really developed a contiguous property that aligns with what's there. And so we are confident that it will be a great resource for the community. Once the developers receive last night's approval, they can begin to move forward with the development of Andell West. Reporting in the control room, Skylar Hill, Live 5 News. On James Island, some residents are standing in opposition of a proposed development plan on Dills Bluff Road. The property, which backs up to the White House Plantation neighborhood, would be used to build 20 single-family homes and more than 20,000 square foot for commercial use. But residents of James Island say they are not happy with the idea of more development. One saying the infrastructure would not be able to handle it because of flooding and the roads. After 45 minutes of hearing from people living there, the motion for the proposed zoning maps died. The only one who favored a first reading was the mayor, but no council members backed his motion. But Councilman Dan Bowles said that the town can only vote on the zoning, which determines what actually can be built there. Public service district's not going to take it off the market, as far as I know. So if Kyle Taylor or his group decide to walk from this, I'm sure somebody else is going to make a proposal and we'll have another one of these boards and there will be more people coming in here telling us that they don't want it to be developed. That's why I tell them it, we don't have any say over whether it's built. Right now, the land is still for sale and someone else can make a proposal. The next step for neighbors looking to put a stop to any development is to voice your concerns to the public service district. Looking ahead to this weekend, celebrate the birthplace of sweet tea at this year's Somerville Sweet Tea Festival. Yum. The celebration happening in historic downtown Somerville will have a massive open house and street fair with a variety of food trucks. There will, of course, be sweet tea, and you can help select the tea of the year by sampling and voting your favorite. So many options here. The festival is tomorrow from 2 to 7 p.m. we got to convert you into a sweet tea drink. I will. I think being down here, I will ultimately become one. That's some good news. <laughs> At the top of the show, I told you that a famous songwriter who gave us God Bless America and White Christmas, among others, died at 101. That famous hitmaker was Irving Berlin. 
Celebrating birthdays on this Friday, singer Debbie Boone is 67, singer Joan Jett is 65, and actor Scott Bow, who played Chachi on Happy Days, turned 63. Thanks for joining us for Morning Y'all, powered by Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. Hope you have a fabulous weekend. I'll talk to you Monday. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.